Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven and Arjun Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Sashrap Bakery. Last episode, we had Chelsea fan Albert on the channel to talk, to talk through with us the predictions of the first round of fixtures for Group A, Group B and Group C. And today, we welcome back Uday, our regular guest, onto the channel to Hi. talk about... Bonjour. The Bonjour, prediction of Group B, Group E, and Group F. And as you can hear, he is a France fan. So of course, later we'll go through an elaborated uh, discussion of the game between France and Germany. And but, uh, last, uh, before we start, also uh, welcome my co-host, Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Yep, good to be back. Okay, Uday, are you ready to start? Yeah, I'm ready to start. Okay, let's start off with Group D first. With one of the big, big match and one of the more uh, eye-catching uh, match, uh, match of the, of the tournament. Uh, Arjun, England yeah. versus Croatia. How do you see this one go? Okay, so um, yeah, definitely there's so much hype surrounding England this time. Uh, ever since their semi-final appearance in the 2018 World Cup. Um, on paper, England has a really good squad, young squad, but filled with talented attacking players. But I think uh, it's at the defense where it will be the undoing. Uh, they seem to have a lack of good centre-backs, especially with uh, Harry Maguire's injury as well. So that leaves John Stones as the only senior reliable centre-back, I would say. Uh, since Tyron Mix has not been in the national team uh, in major tournaments with England, um, Ben White has just received his first call-up to the Euro 2020 squad. Uh, so I think England's defence will be their weak point. Because Croatia is not a bad team either. They still have Modric, who's although ageing, he won the Ballon d'Or. He led the Croatia to their first ever, I think, World Cup final, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, although they lost against France, but it's still a very good Croatia team. They have Kovacic as well, Brozovic. That midfield spine is still very good. Um, so I think, I don't think England will win this one, the first one, although there's so much hype on them. I see them scoring goals, but I also see them conceding stupid goals. So I'm going to go with 2-2 for this one. Oh, wow. Okay, so in the current state, uh, with Harry Maguire, Maguire just started training. Would you yeah. say? No, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, oh, as, okay. as even as Gareth Southgate, I don't think I want to risk him so soon because it's just the first group game. Uh, as long as England can manage at least a draw, I think it's not a bad result because I think they will be able to win against Scotland and uh, Czech Republic. Yes. Because Croatia, other than England, Croatia is the strongest team in this group, so I don't think they will need to risk their best players for the first fixture. So I think anyone who's carrying an injury, even Marcus Rashford, if he's carrying an injury, honestly, I wouldn't risk him. Even from Gareth Southgate's point of view. Uh, but at least in the attacking side, he does have enough players who can cover for Rashford in case he's injured. But for Harry Maguire, he will really need him in the later stages when you meet stronger teams. 
So I think he shouldn't start Harry Maguire if he's not 100%. Um, who do you think the player to watch is? I have Jude Bellingham here in my player to watch list. Young, exciting, energetic midfielder. Do, do you think he, he'll start though? He'll start. I, because I feel like Gareth Southgate has been someone who's so conservative. I feel mm. like it's going to go with like Jordan Henderson and Declan Rice, like two holding midfielders. Yeah, but Jordan Henderson's yeah. fitness is a big question mark. I think the last game he only played 45 minutes. so That's true. That's, true. To, That's yeah. fair. So, yeah. If if he does start, he'll mm-hmm. be the player to watch for me, that's for sure. At least for England. Okay. So for me, I was uh, thinking of Phil Foden and Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. my two players to watch because just because they are the sort of players who England have been lacking last time. The mm-hmm. players who can just take the ball, dribble through, sort of like the Spanish players, uh, mm-hmm. the kind of players Spain used to have in abundance. So mm-hmm. I think these two are the key for England uh, going yeah. forward. Because they are the ones who can carry the ball forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven, do you think Bruno Petrovic, their main striker, is going to be their key player? Or anyone else for Croatia? Or do you think their midfielder, Modric? Uh, for Mod- for Croatia, I think the crucial uh, player is Modric. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Croatia, I think still Modric. Modric okay. in the midfield. Okay. And Perisic as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think basically it's the call from the 2018 World Cup that that, that yeah. is still the, the 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 important players here, like. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was going to say Perisic as well because he's someone who seems to play better with his country than his club, from what yeah. I've seen so far. Like he did have good spells with his club, but overall with Croatia, he just performs on the big stage every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and don't forget he is the one who scored them the equalizing. Go in a World Cup final, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, all right, so uh, Uday, what is your prediction for this game? Oh, um, I think it will be a close one as well. Um, I think most probably it'll be 1 1. Mm. I think as Cedric mentioned before, if England are smart, they will they want to lose this game. Oh, yes, correct, because yes. of the yeah, they'll avoid France. Yes, you're right, yeah. Let's see if they can avoid okay, it. Okay, all right. Next game, uh, Uday, we're going to talk about Scotland against Czech Republic. Yep. All right. So we are right now looking at the Scottish golden generation right now. Um, we have the likes of Andrew Robertson. We have the likes of um, Scott McTominay, uh, John McGinn, who are currently playing in the Premier League. And we see them week in, week out. One of the positives for Scotland we have to take care is Andrew Robertson's attacking output. And um, the other good news for Scotland is even though he's an inexperienced manager, um, Clark has made a lot of upset, has been, has a knack of upsetting bigger names. So he's in a tough group with uh, England and Croatia. So we can't cancel them out from not qualifying through this group stage. One of the things that might disappoint them is their lack of cup competition experience. Um, so we have to put that into consideration that they may be very conservative and uh, unsure. I think they also have a recent injury to one of their major centre-backs. So those are the things that might affect Scotland altogether. For Czech Republic, we have um, the two new uh, players, Thomas Suchek and Kufal, who have lighted up mm. the Premier League very well. Our box-to-box yes. goal scoring, Thomas Suchek and our 
one of the highest assisting fullbacks in the Premier League, Kufal, who I must say has been very exceptional throughout his whole, the whole season. So these are the two main uh, attacking outputs for Czech Republic. Um, the downside is I don't know a lot of Czech players. <laughs> so whatever research I could do, um, I guess the lack of experience as well. So their match, this match again, um, seems like an exciting one. I feel like um, Scotland might just win it 2-1. Um, so that's my prediction here. Yeah, I was um, going to go players, Sorry. Yeah, go on. The key play I had was basically um, for Scotland was going to be um, McTominay playing in centre-back and also for Czech Republic was going to be uh, Kufal. Mm-hmm. Those are my key players. Yeah, I, I was going to go with 2-1 as well. And then, um, as, as we know as well, Scotland has like two good left-backs, Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson. But mm-hmm. on, on the right, is not as strong on the right side. So that may be where they face difficulties yeah. defending. Exactly. Uh, and Scotland has experimented with Scott McTominay as centre-back. They have played a three at the back with Kieran Tierney as the left centre-back as well. So, mm-hmm. probably that might be the key for them, like playing maybe Scott McTominay as centre-back, play, yeah. playing Kieran Tierney at left centre-back, and then Robertson as the wing-back, since he loves yeah. to go forward. Yeah, exactly. Steven, any okay. thoughts? Um, I, I don't know. I, I actually disagree with you all because like, I feel... Yeah, I, I think you made a good point that Czech, uh, regarding Scotland's um, lack of major tournaments experience. In fact, I feel that in, in this department, Czech has, uh, like, in terms of their, their glory days uh, of, you know, Peter Czech, Thomas Budzinski, midfield. I remember that they, they do qualify regularly for World Cups and, and Euros. So there is this experience there yeah, in, in terms of major tournaments. In fact, this is one of the uh, first major tournament that Scotland has qualified in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, even though even though the star name, uh, but not not to say star name like, because uh, because we watch English football, so like we know Scotland Scottish player better. So even though we know them better compared to the Czech Republic squad, I feel mm-hmm. Czech has the experience and mm-hmm. also the unpredictability of like. Because we do not know what, what they have in their bag, like a surprise package. So yeah. I feel that Czech will win this 2 1. Yeah, I mean, okay. there's yeah. slight unrest in the Czech dressing room, if you realize. There's this uh, player who got a 10 match ban because of his racist comment. Yeah. So, with major tournaments oh, like this, yeah. any slight unrest uh, might uh, affect your overall performance. But it'll be yeah. good to see them upsetting uh, Scotland and maybe going further. That'll be great if they do that. I don't call it an upsetting. Is is Czech beating Scotland an upset, upsetting? Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I hope so. Speaking about unrest, there's an unrest in France as well. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is unrest in France. This is one of the reasons why um, I was a bit skeptical when we were texting earlier about how France might go through. Um, Whoa. The, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting news to talk about later, I guess. When we talk yes, about yes. Them. I think we'll just leave yep. it on for a later conversation. Well, I, Arjun, Cedric yeah. may be proven right uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Group E. Uh, yeah. Arjun, let's talk about Poland against Slovakia. Yeah, okay. So, um, this is coming to one of the pictures where um, there's no big name. Like, both Poland and Slovakia are not like top, top contenders. 
So of course, Poland, they have two very good goalkeepers, Wojciech Chesny and Lukas Fabianski. Uh, of course, they have Robert Lewandowski, who's in like the form of his life, scoring goals for fun, uh, broke the record for the most goals scored in a Bundesliga season. So he's on red hot form. As long as he's on form, Poland definitely stand a chance. They also have several solid midfielders, like Zielinski. They have Klitsch as well from Leeds. So uh, you have some support for Lewandowski. It's not like the entire team is uh, not unknown players, but for the whole, of course, they rely on Lewandowski. Uh, so if he's injured, I think Poland loses its uh, attacking threat, obviously. Then they will probably have to switch strategy. But if he's fit, then I think um, Poland have definitely... They always stand a chance. Yeah, they always stand a chance and they will probably even win against Slovakia. Having said that, of course, Slovakia also do have several solid players. They don't have any one player who stands out. But their goalkeeper is Dubravka, who has proved himself in the Premier League. He has been quite solid. Uh, they have been uh, Skridia, who's Inter Milan centre-back, who's also yes. highly rated. Um, so that will be an interesting battle. Lewandowski also Skridia. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I'm not seeing much in the Slovakia squad. Um, they seem to be able to grind, grind out results at times. But overall, I don't think they have enough of an attacking threat uh, to cause an upset to Poland. So I think Poland will win this one. Uh, not, might not be comfortably, but at least like maybe 2-1. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree um, with what Arjun really? said. I think he said it very well. Um, just Basically, I'm just going to ask the players to watch. Um, I think for Poland, yeah. Zelensky roaming around the midfield area will be mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. And for Slovakia, I think that the goalkeeper, Martin Dubranka, who is very good was very good at saving shots. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be very crucial for them as well. Um, yeah, I guess a very close one. But I'm gonna say three two to make this even more exciting game. Oh, wow, so, yeah. okay. So Lewandowski hat trick? Lewandowski <laughs> hat trick, yeah. <laughs> cool. So this is one of the interesting countries where I feel like if Lewandowski is on form, they might even make the knockout stages. But yeah. if Lewandowski is injured, they might finish bottom of the group. That's how one sided yeah. this polar team is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. be easy easy group as well compared to the rest. I mean not that easy, but compared to the rest. So I think Poland might just sneak in. Yeah, for sure. If they can if Lewandowski is kept fit, for sure. Yes. yes yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree with your assessment. I think for this game, I think Poland's I think Poland will win at the end just because of Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Uday, you want to talk mm-hmm. about um, Spain against Sweden? Yeah, sure. Um, Spain versus Sweden right now. Um, this game might be a Swedish victory uh, just for a couple of reasons. Let me go through the positives first for Spain. Spain finally called up Americ Laporte and they have this 18-year-old Pedri that they might just have the found the new Iniesta, and then they have Moreno right now, who's in uh, exceptional goal scoring form 30 goals scored, or assisted in 30 league starts. Um, the negatives COVID is one of them. Sergio Busquet, um, recently tested positive, and five other players are training in isolation right now. They also left out Sergio Ramos at the last minute, which shows that the manager might be panicking and there may be lack of leadership. Um, they have other players like De Gea who can be a leader from the back, but De Gea's form recently has not has been questionable. 
The other thing is they have taken 24 instead of 26 players, which is strange. So I don't know why did they do all of this. And then for me, why the player to watch I found very interesting is Marcos Lorente. This is because it is a very interesting story. He sleeps on a $35,000 bed made using organic materials, which is apparently scientifically proven to boost your immune system and reduce biological age by an average of 15 years. So if he doesn't play very well because of the bid, <laughs> I would be very upset. So that's uh, with regards to Spain. Um, all of this points to a lot of negatives uh, in Spain's camp. For Sweden, on the other hand, they don't have Zlatan. Um, but for me, that's a good thing, actually. Why? It's because they have bring in promising players like Alexander Ishak, who's been linked to <laughs> Arsenal, and they did really well in the qualifiers without Zlatan as well. They also have the yes. same manager from the last World Cup where they went to the quarters. And they're right mm. now focusing on collective team effort. Um, so this is one of the positives I have for Sweden. The negatives, on the other hand, their back line is a bit risky. They don't really have a capable fullback or center midfield. So if they can sort those positions out, if you can sort the back line out and everything, they should be able to beat Spain comfortably, like a 3-0 right now. Any comments? Oh, so um, yeah. Um, are you saying it will be a three new even if Spain's squad uh, is at full strength? Um, maybe not. Maybe a one nil or two nil. But okay, but you're still backing a Swedish victory. Yes, I am backing a Swedish victory. Oh wow! Together. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was going to disagree with that because even though um, Spain, I think um, initially I wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't think that Spain is uh, such a strong team going into this tournament. But they have been having good uh, matches as well as a good squad. Like They called out Laporte, but uh, partnering with him is probably going to be Paul Torres as well, who's been on quite good form for Villarreal. And they have, in, in midfield, they still have players like Thiago who can make a difference. Um, and up front, Moreno, like you mentioned, and they have Ferran Torres as well. Uh, Morata has not been great at finishing, but he is also an option. So I, I think the squad doesn't have as much star names as it used to have in the past, with the likes of Xavi, Iniesta, and so on. But I think it's still a very strong squad. And if they are not affected by COVID, I think it will be a Spanish victory. It might not be a comfortable victory because, like you mentioned, Sweden have a, a strong team as well. And they have been playing well collectively, but I think Spain might just edge it, like maybe one nil. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, like even with COVID and seeing the players that they have being isolated, even with without them, I feel Spain's quality is still a standard higher than Sweden. So. So yeah, maybe maybe it's harder. Maybe it's a closer game. So I I also mm-hmm. go with a Spain one new one new victory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's but maybe not Sweden three new lah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a cup competition, and this is what you want upset. So that's true. That's true. Like yeah, oh, to be honest, if Sweden do end up winning three new, wow, you should have taken yeah, it. Thank you. Taken thank you. <laughs> we will we will say uh, our our guest correctly predicted that Sweden win three new. Yes, but the, the wrong ones as well, you can just like not say, just ignore the wrong ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, um, 
Let us move on to Group F. Um, Arjun, let's talk about Hungary against Portugal. Okay, so this is one of the ones where I think um, it's not as much debate. Um, Yes. Hungary has probably one player that I recognize, the striker Salai. I think I uh, remember him from the previous World Cup. Oh, the goalkeeper Bulaci as well. Uh, Other than that, there are not many players that I recognize. Not many star names. Adam Bogdan. Adam Bogdan. Third third choice keeper. Yeah, Adam Bogdan. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. Of course, you're comparing to Portugal, who have uh, who are probably second favorites to France or third favorite to win the Euros. Yeah. I think it's a heavy mismatch. There is no no way. Uh, if Portugal don't screw, I don't think there's any way this doesn't end in like a three 0 or four 0 victory to Portugal. Because that's just too much firepower for Portugal. And I think they have something to prove as well. Having won the previous Euros. Um, yeah. But the previous Euros, a lot of people think they won it undeservingly. So I think they will have something to prove as well. With more star names this time. Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo, as usual. Bernardo Silva, Jota. That's a very, very strong attack. And in midfield, even without Moutinho, they have Neves and Cavalho, which is a very strong defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. And their centre back has been reinforced by the call up of Ruben Diaz as well. Mm-hmm. And at full back, they have Cancelo and Semedo. So overall, it's a very strong starting eleven, very strong squad. I think it will at least yeah. be 3 0 or 4 0 to Portugal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the player to watch is going to be very left field as well, Cancelo. Oh, wow. Additional creative outlook for Portugal. Of course, there's so many big names. Yeah. But I would like to see how Cancelo plays in his Portuguese team. Okay. Um, so. The one thing that I dislike about Portugal, mm-hmm. I guess the fact that France is playing them is okay. the fact that it's the Ronaldo team. Yeah. It's always been the Ronaldo team since forever. For sure, and yeah. How long can you rely on one guy? I know he did really well in um, Juventus as well, but not as, uh, as well he is supposed to do. But I don't know. It just feels like the manager might have some difficulties to make it a Ronaldo team. But if he can do it, then definitely Portugal might be one of the strong favourites to win the Euros. I think like you said as well with uh, Sweden and Zlatan, right? Um, yeah. How they were a Zlatan team before that. Like literally you think of Sweden, you think of Zlatan. Uh, yeah. Probably slightly less so now for Portugal because people still do know some other names like yes. uh, Jota, Bruno Fernandes and Silva. But it, it's still, yes, like you mentioned, it's still the Ronaldo team, very much so. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it is the royal team, but I, I have no objection to it, like, like, how to say, uh, we play, like, Portugal will play around him, and, like, yeah. like, like, as you can see, in the last Euro 2016 final, he actually, like, the, he's actually, like, the assistant coach to, to Fernando Santos in the touch, at the touch line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if I'm the manager, like, okay, if, as long as he's, he's respectful, you know, he, he doesn't step over the line. And it actually helps me to motivate the team. And eventually, we did win the Euro. So, I have no objection to that. Lah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that's my opinion. Lah. But, of course, yeah. Regarding this match, uh, I agree with you. I, just, it's a, I think it's a training win for Portugal. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, stat of the day, by the way. Fernandez is one goal away from reaching 50 goal and assist contributions in one year. Wow. That's insane. Bruno Fernandez. Wow. Okay. Yes, Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Uday. Okay. Now let's let's move on to the one that you like. Yes. Uh, France against Germany. Yes. 
Okay, so this is gonna be fun. Um, so France, they have a stack midfield. Like we all know, we have Pogba, we have Lamar, we have Griezmann, who's also playing in the midfield. Other can play forward. We have um just bunch of really great midfielders right now. Our Mbappe is always a joy to watch. His pace and trickery uh, is really going to be challenging for all the other teams as well. The last match where he assisted a goal with a lovely trick pass, that was superb. And um, one thing about Angolo Kante, this is a joke that I saw on the internet, is that 70% of the world is covered by water and 30% is covered by Angolo Kante. So... <laughs> That's what we need to do. And I think how they're going to play it is they're going to play the quick counter-attacking similar to their 2018 World Cup tactic where they set back, soak pressure, and then they countered. Um, I remember the game against Argentina where they won 4-3. Those, that's most probably how they're going to play it. The negatives is one of the things they talk about, the unrest. Um, the unrest between Benzema and also Giroud. And oh, the Giroud recent unrest between Mbappe. Giroud and Mbappe as well. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, where Giroud said some comments about somebody in the team is not interested to pass the ball to him and Mbappe got triggered and he said that he's going to release a press conference and he said that centre-forwards are, are not necessary, you know, overrated, that's basically what he tried to say. But he never <laughs> got the press conference and this is hearsay that's going on and this unrest is classic in terms of France. It happened in 2002 it happened in 2010, and I'm not uh, confident whenever this happens as well, even though it's a small thing. Another thing I wanted to say is getting Benzema back um, seems like a panic from Deschamps, the fact that he's still going through a court trial. Um, I know he did really well. I don't doubt his ability, but it feels like he's panicking on, and he's still unsure who his best uh, formation of striker is. Uh, and also, it'll be really tough to win against teams that sit back and counter. So, there are a lot of teams that, are, even in the current group that we have right now, Hungary is one of those teams that sit back and counter. I think Germany might do that as well. So, I don't know. Portugal especially will definitely sit back and counter if you remember the 2016 final. So, with all mm. of this, um, I don't know. Ch France's chances of winning it might be tough. They'll definitely go through to the next round. Um, the fact that third place might uh, best third place among the six groups might go through, um, but whether they actually win it might be a reason. Germany, interesting team, more unrest there. The fact that the manager Joachim Lowe wants to leave. Usually, whenever uh, after the tournament, usually whenever a manager announces that, there is definitely unrest internally. But again, this is speculation. They have really beautiful midfield. They have Gundogan, Goretzka, Kimmich, Strexler, which all play in a similar position. So that's, I guess, what I, they have a positive and a negative with that. Last friendly, they used the 3 5 2 formation, which you don't really associate with Germany. They don't have a proper number nine. Hopefully, Werner starts calling, scoring goals, which is what you need when you're playing in a cup competition. And yeah, basically, can the manager inspire the right change from the last World Cup where they did poorly versus now? So my two players to watch for France, N'Golo Kante, and for Germany, it will most probably be Gundogan. Can he emulate the form from the club into country? Any comments? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you didn't give a score prediction. Oh, score prediction? Oh, for that match, France might just win 1-0. Again, very close. Okay. 
interesting. So um, for players, I, I agree with your analysis. That was actually quite well well explained, I think. Um, yeah. But my player to watch for France, I think it's going to be very surprising. Uh, I was going to go with Pavard. Just yeah. because he was the French player who most surprised me in the last World Cup. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how much he has progressed because he moved to Bayern as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, have uh, how much his progress will be very nice to see in this Euros. And well, he still seems to be the first choice French right back. Yes. For Germany, my player to watch, I was going to say Nabri. Um, mm. Just because uh, he has been in quite good form for Bayern. He was an Arsenal reject famously. Uh, West Brom reject famously. <laughs> but has done so well for Bayern. And now he's going to the Euros with Germany as well. So it'll be really interesting to see how he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, as for the as for the score prediction, I was also gonna go with a tight France win, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Germany would score as well, so I would probably go like two one instead. Yeah. 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 Do you think France will go through to the uh, past the knockout stages? Like, good, do you think they can win it? Yeah, I think France squad is still too good not to win it. Uh, okay. But yeah, like you said, it, it's a cup competition. Anything can happen. Yeah. But as long as France don't self-destruct, like how you said, like for example, similar in 2002 or 2010. Yeah. As long as that doesn't happen, I think uh, nobody can stop France. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with the score score prediction that I think it's a close one. Uh, considering it's France, France against Germany, so you always be a close one, and it's a major tournament. Um. Just that I don't think having current Benzema back. Uh, in the squad is uh, panic or uh, unsure of what to do for Didi Deschamps. I feel mm-hmm. I feel it's a justified call to put mm-hmm. Benzema back to the squad because just because in fact this season Real Madrid has been relying on him mm-hmm. to, to get the goals. Yeah, so so I, I, when I see the squad announcement, I, I really I really feel very happy for 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 Benzema Sure. Yeah, yeah and, and, I feel happy and for him. Even if he, sorry, I said yeah, I feel happy for him as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with your analysis. It just feels like, to me, from my side, as a friend supporting a fan, it feels like it's just a bit unrest as well. So from the outside, oh. it might not be. You're right. I think it's a risky move as well because he yes. will cause divides in the dressing room. Yes. Like players will say that, hey, boss, this is the guy who, you know, did a sex tape with uh, my friend, Wabuena. Why do you, like, you know, Put him yes. in the game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. but anyway, even if you don't perform well, you know, you always have uh, Olivier Giroud to, to fall back on. Uh. So, that's yes. his plan B, la, I feel. Yes. His plan B yeah, to Z, but... that's for sure. Not just plan B. B to Z, all the <laughs> alphabets. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a quick one for uh, on Germany. I agree that the player to watch is Timo Werner, as always, I feel, because he is the starting striker. And, and whether or not Germany perform well depends a lot on. Whether he performs well, I feel. Correct. Yeah, and, and and for 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 Germany, in contrary to France, they do not have a like a plan B striker that is Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller is aging, is aging. So and only and also he recently also rejoined the squad. Yeah, so Timo Werner is a crucial point here, whereby he has to perform well for Germany to perform well. I feel. Yeah. Uh, score sure. prediction. I feel it's two one for to France. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I feel there's nobody should be uh, that there's no country that France will be afraid of, and they should go all the way to the final. Like, 
I mean, I'll be happy if they do. And I'll be yeah. over the moon if they win it. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think that wraps up today's discussion. I think it's quite comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so once again, listeners, if you have any comments about our channel, about our episode, please leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram handle is at steven.com. There is an S-T-E-P-H-G-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruben Arjun. There is an R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N. And this podcast is brought to you by Misu Boy SG and Sunshot Free. We'll see you again next time in the next episode. Stay safe. Bye-bye.